You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 61. Hey, my friend, I am back from taking all of April off. It felt pretty good. It was nice to slow down for a bit, to refocus some priorities and just take one day at a time. I hope you're enjoying that too. Now, that does not mean that I was not working on shows for you. Of course I was. As we start another month here in May, during a really confusing and scary time in our world right now, I really feel God is using digital media for his glory more than ever before. I mean, look at us. We're having church more than ever on Facebook and Instagram, live streams, Bible studies on Zoom. It's crazy and awesome. So I do believe that God is using this platform that he has blessed me with to strengthen our faith in him and learn new things together. And I hope you feel that way too. So I'm so excited that you are back with me that we can continue on this journey together. Today, we are jumping back into our solo show series called Back to the Basics. I have loved doing this series so far and I hope you have too. In this episode, we talk about why repentance and prayer are essential to the growth of a Christian life. Without these two things, it's impossible to continue on the right path towards salvation. It really is. And so we have a lot to review and cover here, but I am so glad to be back with you. All right, guys, let's dive on into this study. Here is episode number 61 that I am calling Back to the Basics, Repentance. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Before we get to why you're here, let me share two special deals with you from some friends of mine. The Hello Awesome podcast wants to welcome back our sponsor, Nuggles, for a new season. Through affordable, modest fashion, Nuggles aims to provide beauty with comfort. From dresses to slip skirts, modesty doesn't have to sacrifice style. Hello Awesome listeners can use the exclusive 10% discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Head to Nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high quality products to add to your modest wardrobe today. Do you firmly believe that our relationship with Jesus should impact every part of our lives, including the clothes that we wear? We do too, and so do our friends over at The Modest Poppy. If you're ready for casual wear that's high quality for the modern Christian girl, Use their special discount code TMP20 for 20% off your next order at themodestpoppy.com. You can be a witness for Jesus just by what you wear. So take advantage of these special offers from our incredible sponsors right now. Do you struggle with finding the time to be alone with God? How about trying to get your mind focused on what to pray or even how to start reading your Bible? Girl, you are not the only one. And my new devotion guide, Get the Fire Back, will take you by the hand, virtually of course, and show you what has worked for me. Together, we will go back to simple principles concerning devotion. You will get practical tips, insights, and mini lessons that you can use right away. 
I define what devotion even is, break down the basics of prayer, and give you ways to connect with the Word, even if life is busy. That's right, mamas, I see you. It is my prayer that this guide will bring that spark back to your devotion. Scripture says iron sharpens iron. Well, I say match lighteth match. Let me help you ignite that flame and get the fire back. Available in the Hello Awesome shop for just $5 as a quick PDF download, you will be able to read this guide anywhere on any device. I'll put a link in the show notes for you. And don't forget to grab yours today so you can shine right now. Oh, and Hello Awesome Reward members will receive the Get the Fire Back Devotion Guide for free. It's one of the many perks of being part of our exclusive program. Not a rewards member? Well, for as little as $2 a month, I will exchange your ministry support with incredible benefits not found anywhere else. Not just for the podcast, but everything Hello Awesome, like early access to podcast episodes, free digital copies of any current and future books that I write, PDF Bible study notes from the solo shows, including all of the Back to the Basics studies, and of course, so much more. You also get super awesome perks just for signing up. Just go to patreon.com forward slash hello awesome. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash hello awesome to become a Hello Awesome member today or click the link in the show notes. And one more thing before I forget. Did you know that my books, The Palace Keepers and The Glitter Effect are available as an ebook and paperback on Amazon? Super cool, right? All you have to do is just search for the titles and add them to your next Amazon order and you can have one of my books in your hands in just a few days. How awesome is that? Head to the show notes for a direct link to visit my Amazon author page. Hey, my friends, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I am so grateful for the break that we had. It was timely and necessary. I don't know about you, but my perspective on things, especially spiritually, have been tested in beautiful ways lately. Not to damage the foundation of what God has taught me, but to strengthen and build on it. Taking a break from the podcast didn't mean that I was taking a break from studying and writing episodes. I always do that. But it was merely a pause in production so that I could focus my attention on what really mattered in the moment, especially during this crisis. To make sure that I was focusing on the right thing and putting my family's needs first. I hope you enjoyed the special eight daily episodes that my wonderful guests and I were able to record together last month for an entire week. It was a lot of fun, and I pray that it encouraged you as much as I was encouraged putting it together. All those ladies were amazing, dropping whatever they were doing just to jump on the podcast to talk to me and encourage you. So thank you to those guests, to those amazing women of God who took time those eight days to speak with me. God is truly a good God. Amen. Today is a solo show, so that means that we are continuing our Back to the Basics series here on the podcast. We have been diving into a study on apostolic truths to help solidify our beliefs and redirect our hearts to truth. Our last solo show was on March 16th, can you believe it? Where we talked about the difference between light and dark and why we must seek light in all circumstances. 
How fitting that that happened and that we talked about that right before this whole terrible thing happened with the COVID-19, before the worst came. I really believe that God gave me that message to prepare our hearts to seek him during a time of confusion and darkness. It's important for us to recognize who God is, learn about his identity through his word, and cast aside any false ideas or things begging for our attention so that we can seek the true light that is the Lord Jesus Christ, and he can show us the way to real truth. We started our Back to the Basics study confirming that the word or the Bible was real, that there is only one God, not three persons within a Godhead, and he has only one name, Jesus, and that we must seek his light to give us clarity as we continue to walk with him. Now you can find these episodes in this order, episode 46, 48, and 50. Today it is all about repentance and prayer. There is no Christian life that is complete without these two fundamental elements. Without repentance and without prayer, we lose accountability, perspective, wisdom, discernment, and connection spiritually. Our pride will puff up bigger than we can imagine and the art of humility will be completely lost in our lives. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent, and turn yourselves from your idols, and turn away your faces from all your abominations. Ezekiel 14.6 It is true that when we see how unclean our hearts really are, and we're faced with our mistakes, it doesn't feel good. No one likes that feeling of being wrong. I believe it's why many people who start pursuing God often stop at this point of repentance because admitting to the sins that you've done or the work that still needs to happen in yourself feels counterproductive. It feels backwards to turn away from what we've known for so long, even if God says it's wrong. So many times people get to this place of repentance but never move past it. Actually admitting that God is God and we're not is hard. Not to mention admitting that sin is sin and God is against it when we've been partakers. That is difficult. But there is beauty in being humble enough to not only admit to God that we were wrong, but that we are willing to turn away from that wrong toward his light and allow him to lead us towards a new way. It is because of our weakness that we are unclean creatures and not because God can't do anything about it. Repentance is not a form of criticism from God. It is not a negative force to throw your mistakes back at you and purposefully beat you down. I believe our human nature and what we've been taught in this world might make us feel that way. That when we're corrected, it's time for us to have a defense and make a case as to why we did what we did and why we are who we are. But when we seek God for who he is and we start to understand what he advocates and what he dismisses, we have a choice to either be honest with ourselves for our good or continue ignoring what we're being shown about our own hearts. Repentance is a positive tool in which the Lord allows us to fully commit to him as we make the decision to turn away from corrupt influences with respect and honor for the things that please God. Not the things that please us, and that's what it really boils down to. Are we going to obey the God of the universe, even if it completely changes our lives? Or are we going to stay the same, ultimately disobeying the God of the universe? 
Now after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Mark 1, 14 through 15. When I first came to the Lord 13 years ago, it wasn't all black and white for me. There were a handful of issues that I struggled with because of how I was taught by society to look at them, like how God views relationships and marriage for one thing. I had to make a decision to turn away from what I thought was right or turn away from what was actually right. Those are two very different things. You see, we want so bad to be right that sometimes we ignore being healed. This world has conditioned us to fight for our voices and stand our ground. And unfortunately, I hate to admit it, I do this almost all the time in my own personal life. But as we walk this road of Christianity and God is perfecting us day by day, we no longer should be advocating for our own selves, but for him. It's not about being right to preserve our name. It's about learning what's right to honor his name. And through honoring his name, not only will he bring honor to us, but he will make us new in the process. And I had to come to the place where, yeah, my pride might be hurt for a while and my feelings might hurt for a bit, but my soul would be more in line with what God said was right. And therefore, it would be received at the end of this life into the next one. We are not supposed to live for today. We're supposed to live in preparation for eternal life. So are we ready to turn away from what we think is right to gain new knowledge and perspective so that our hearts are right with God? Here are some definitions of the word repent. One, to feel remorse or self-reproach for what one has done or failed to do. Be contrite. Two, to feel such regret for past conduct as to change one's mind regarding it. Three, to make a change for the better as a result for one's sins. I find it interesting and fitting how these definitions are laid out. When we are made aware of our sinful nature and reminded of our sins, which have displeased God, our first reaction usually is to feel sad or remorseful. Anger might follow shortly after that, at least for me, but the first emotion usually is sorrow. What follows after that is guilt because of what we've done and the heaviness that sometimes comes with the realization of our sin and how it's contrary to the ways of God. Please don't camp out here. It is far too easy to stay in a place where sorrow and guilt collide, but good things cannot grow fully in a place of contention and strife. We have to push past this level to reach the next one. And that is making a change because we have sorrow for the sins that we've committed that we now know the truth and see what's right in the eyes of God. And so we turn away from the sin and make a lasting change in the right direction. The real change comes from God, but the change begins with our commitment to God. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that do good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, 
having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. 2 Timothy 3, 1-5 To be honest, when I read that passage in 2 Timothy and I started listing the sins that we are all guilty of, I began to get a little sensitive about it until I read the last part. From such, turn away. God wants us to understand and recognize what is unclean and unacceptable behavior in his eyes. But he also wants us to know that we have the ability to do better, to be better. From such turn away is an empowering statement that God is telling us so that we can understand that we are enabled with power through him to resist any sin. And therefore through him, we can be overcomers as we grow in our walk with God. Repentance is recognizing the sins of your past and present and making the decision to turn from them. That no matter how many times we fall or fail, because we will, we have that grace from the Lord to repent and get back on the right path, to ask for forgiveness and keep going. Repentance is not a one-time event and then we're complete, but a continual exercise to make sure we are lined up with the one who prepares a place in heaven for us. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God, and fear him, and keep his commandments, and obey his voice, and ye shall serve him, and cleave unto him. Deuteronomy 13.4 The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be a contrite spirit. Psalm 34.18 Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm 51.10 In one of the definitions for repentance, it mentioned to be contrite. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Jesus wants us to be healed and purified, but it's a process. The encounter we have with him as our hearts become broken takes us to new spiritual levels. To be a broken vessel at the feet of the king, admitting that we've done wrong, is an important part of repentance and Christianity. But not to stay broken, but to be put back together better than before, by the hands that shape the universe. To be contrite is the desire for atonement. In our spirit, in order to achieve true repentance, we must have the desire to reconcile with God. Once we have reconciled and have allowed God to change our hearts, we must make the decision never to go back to the sin that we've committed, to do whatever we can to stay on the right course. But what if we do mess up because that happens and we're human. Well, we need to remember that he is the one that we run to, not the sin. Run to Jesus and not the thing that we're trying to leave behind. I know some people feel like, oh, well, I've already messed up on this one thing. So I know that God doesn't like it and I might as well just give up right now. I'm not good enough to be a Christian and everybody else knows that. God can't possibly want me now. I can't measure up. Knock it off. That is false. Stop right now. I don't ever want to hear you say that to yourself. There is no Christian that is perfect. And if honestly, any Christian is pretending that they're perfect, there is a hidden sin that God knows about that we may not even see. We all fall short. We all are not good enough. None of us. No, not one is good. That's why we need God. Because God is good enough. God is our healer. God is our truth speaker. So you messed up on this one thing or five things or a hundred things. How many times did Moses mess up and yet he still led a nation? 
How many times did David fall, and yet his prayers and songs are preserved in God's word forever? How many times did Peter trip up, but still became a key voice through revival? God has enough power to save you from all sin, but he's not going to do all the work. You have to want to change. You have to want a new life. You have to want him more than anything this world can provide and more than anybody else that you meet. We can't keep using our humanity as an excuse to continue sinning against God because we will have to answer for whatever we do at the end of this life. When we stand before him, we have to give an account for our choices. And honestly, that kind of freaks me out. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes every single day. And there are going to be sins that I feel like I'm going to be struggling with this thing for the rest of my life. But it won't be acceptable for me to just plainly say, yeah, I wasn't good enough and your expectations were way too high. Because he made a way for every single person, no matter what sin or background or family history, to be victorious and overcome. We have free will to turn away. God is not a dictator. But isn't it funny how we sometimes expect him to be? Because we assume that he's just going to do all the work for us and he's just going to take over. He is the way, the truth, and the life. But we have to want it all and apply it. For thy mercy is great unto the heavens and thy truth unto the clouds. Psalm 57.10 Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 14.6 Maybe we can understand repentance more if we read some verses of scripture that talk about God's mercy and forgiveness. Most of us think we have sinned and messed up so bad that the situation can't be fixed, that we can't be fixed. Maybe we feel like we've gone way too far from his hands, that we are not within his grasp anymore. However, God loves you too much not to have something in place to help save you. His love is way too deep for you. That's why he became a man and sacrificed his life for yours. That's why Calvary even happened. That's why the resurrection happened. The Lord's mercy is good and endures forever. He doesn't rejoice over your downfall. He's prepared a way out of it. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Psalm 118.29. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. Psalm 25.10. For thou, Lord, art God, and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Psalm 86, 5. Jesus is ready to forgive. His mercy is never failing and is always flowing. Call upon him when you are broken in your heart, when you are weary of your crying, and when deep in your soul you want to make things right with your king. To have a change occur in your heart is to have applied true repentance. Jesus loves you and is here to help you reach your full potential. This is why prayer is also important and why I wanted to pair it with repentance for this lesson of the study. When we're ready to turn away from our sin and follow what God wants for us, prayer is continual open communication on a personal level with God. It's our one-on-one -on -one time with our creator and it's free, available 24 seven, 365. Prayer is known to unlock doors spiritually allowing God's presence to flow like a fountain of refreshing water. Whether you know how to pray or not, prayer is a personal conversation with Jesus. When negative emotions try to pound at your mind, when it's spinning about what to do, take a breather, be still, and pray. 
asking God what He would like done in a situation blesses you with a new way of thinking. Instead of acting out of instinct or confused impulse, you will instead be calm and focused on handling things the right way, hopefully the way Jesus would handle them. In a world that is spinning like an out-of-control merry-go-round, situations and decisions can seem like colorful blurs. Things are happening so fast, you don't seem to have much time to react, let alone in the appropriate way. We almost feel like we need to make a decision as soon as possible. We feel rushed. We try to grab onto a solid pillar of stability for guidance, but we end up stumbling due to the momentum. Here is what Psalm 66:20 says about God hearing our prayers. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. When David was king, he lusted after Bathsheba, who was married to a very powerful man from King David's army. But the lust turned into adultery, and the adultery turned into an affair that ended in an unexpected pregnancy and the murder of Bathsheba's husband. The child became a casualty of their sin and died. David was driven into a season of repentance, which I can only imagine enhanced his prayer life. When we read the Psalms, it's not to remember David's sin, but it's to be reminded that in spite of his sin, God still made a way for David to be reconciled with him and move on to new spiritual levels. God has made a way for you to reach new spiritual levels too, but you have to talk to him about it. We have to pour out our concerns, asking for forgiveness, calling on him to lead us. Get real with Jesus because he knows all things anyway and is just waiting for us to communicate with him. Everywhere we speak to Jesus is heard. He might not act the way we want to, but he does hear us. God has his hands on our hearts and understands the issues inside. Pray to the Lord to have his way in your emotional and physical purity, to forgive you of the sins you've committed and to help you turn away from them for good. Here is an example of what you could say. Lord Jesus, thank you for this opportunity I have for growth and understanding. God, prepare my heart for what you have planned for my life. I pray that I can behave in the manner that pleases you with all my mind, heart, body, and soul. Let your will be done in me and help me to trust what you are doing. Purify my emotions and replace any negative or evil intentions in my heart with your positive and true love. I don't have the power alone to change myself. And so, Lord, I ask you to change me for the better. Let my desires be your desires and my motives be your motives. Guide me to give myself grace during this season of transition and keep me in your loving hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Years ago, I was reading an online Bible study by Bonnie Peacock on moretolifetoday.com entitled The Key to Answered Prayer. In it, she described how without the understanding of who God really is, prayer will not mature the way it needs. She stated, without a true understanding of God, we find ourselves treating him like a genie, expecting him to grant our every wish or as a vending machine where we insert the correct change and make our selection. Neither of these approaches is effective. But how do we pray if we never have prayed or have lost touch? Further in the Bible study, Bonnie wrote this quote that reached home for me. Prayer should not be the last resort, 
but our first reaction. The key to having a solid prayer life is not having any hesitation to seek God first. Whenever we mess up, we should automatically approach God without fear that a gavel will slam on our heads, but with the understanding that He is for us, not with the understanding that He is for us, not against us, and already knows what our needs are. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Hebrews 11.6 Back in the day, I was always trying to depend on others to fill my expectations. And when they didn't live up to them, it was like a brick in my heart. Instead of seeking God when I needed to repent, or when I needed guidance, I would seek out people first. Now there is nothing wrong with having a mentor or a godly influence to help you get better, but people are not God. They might be able to support you, but they can never change you, not the way the Lord can. Every time I was disappointed with someone for not being as dependable as God, on came another brick, and then another after that, and one more after that. Soon, so much time had passed I had lost track of how many bricks were laid. I was left with layers of resentment and pain. I had a wall, and that spilled over into my prayer life. After some time, I forgot where the bricks even came from. Looking at the layered wall, it can be daunting. A feeling of being overwhelmed by the weight of emotional heaviness just sits there. We can feel trapped and alone. I get it. I believe that this is the reason why so many of us just keep ignoring what's truly bothering us because it's too painful to return to. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to pray about it. The walls become our comfort and we adapt by hiding behind them. Instead of seeking refuge in God, we seek refuge behind our emotional walls. And while we feel that being hidden behind them are helpful, our hearts are still not healed. And so the wall still stays there. Are you ready for good news? Prayer can tear down the walls for you. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. James 5, 16. Prayer is not just a bunch of nice words between you and God. It can be, sure, but it's more of a posture, a way of life, positioning your heart to communicate in the rawest form. It could be through song, journaling, or Bible reading. There's not just one form of prayer that is effective. All prayer works. That's why when the scripture says pray without ceasing, it doesn't mean that you just have to stay in your room and pray 24-7. If you do that, sure, that would be amazing. But we have lives. Most of us are moms who have to take care of our children. Most of us have jobs. So we're at work all day. It's almost impossible to expect our minds to continually talk to God all day, every day, every minute. So if you think about it, prayer is not just verbal communication, but it's an overall posture of when your heart and your mind focuses on the Lord through many different avenues. Imagine that every time you pray to God, a brick falls from that solid wall within you. The more you grow in the Lord and seek His face, the more bricks fall and the more His light shines through. When your walls crumble, you will experience a supernatural freedom in Jesus. God's light will be able to shine through you and soon, you will be used as a lantern to bring others to the Lord too. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Proverbs 25, 8. When the bricks fall from our walls, God puts his own protection around us 
to truly repent and turn away is to connect with the one who has all power to change us and also protect us. Knowing who God is and remembering who he is not will help you seek him first at all times, especially during those moments where you mess up because we're going to have them and we're not done being human yet. All of these back to the basic lessons are meant to build on each other to give us a better perspective of who God is and what he expects from us. Our God is the one true God who created the entire earth and space. He is not bound by time. He is not bound by sin. This great big God became a man born of a virgin, pure and holy, for one reason and one purpose only, to give that life up in exchange for our own, that through his death, burial, and resurrection, we can have new life. Live holy as he is holy and prepare our hearts for eternal life in heaven with him. You must believe that God can do great things in your life and the lives of others. God doesn't need a set time to talk to you, but we need to give him time to talk. Prayer is not about a spiritual to-do list that you write down and you hand over to Jesus. It's not about prescribing the medication to help out your problems and expecting the great physician to fix it your way. Prayer is not about self. It is about him and making a connection with him for his glory. When you admit to him that the things in your life are not aligned right, you allow him to align them for you. We must believe that the king we serve can make something beautiful out of an unclean vessel. We must have faith that in God's power and authority, our best will be polished and our worst washed away. With God's word, we will have knowledge. With prayer, we will be focused. And with faith, we will be prepared. Repentance is just one step in the bigger picture. Don't let it define the final masterpiece. All right, guys, I have absolutely loved these lessons and I hope that you have too. If this episode blessed you, be sure to leave a five-star review on iTunes letting me know that it did. Don't forget to also take a screenshot of the podcast and share it on Instagram, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries to share the love with others and encourage me too. There really is no way of me knowing how the podcast affects you other than analytics that are completely void of personal touch. So whenever you send me a message, tag me or email me, letting me know how God is touching you through this podcast. It confirms to me that I'm in the will of God and he is using me for his glory. Until next time, my friends, please stay safe out there and we'll chat again real soon. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to HelloAwesomeMinistries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.